Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever it is where you live at, what it do? Welcome to another episode of Feeling the Breeze. And uh, had a very good hangout session with MK last night. Definitely shout out to him. That's what we do. But right now I'm about to head home and take y'all with me. But what I'm gonna talk about is a very interesting tale. And it's simply called the Compton situation. Yeah, let me tell y'all about this Compton situation. Let's get it. First, we're gonna we're gonna find the right track though, right quick. <clears throat> Cause I gotta have some some good music. What am I gonna choose? First off, I gotta get out this parking lot. Alright, access granted. We out this piece. Alright, we're gonna use this one. Alright, y'all, so here is the situation. Don't remember what day it was. Uh, I just know I was on that air date back many moons ago. And uh, I'm, I came across this one message. And you know, and she was like, uh, you know, she liked my name, you know, my screen name at the time. I'll just tell y'all my screen name. My screen name was Dr. Toe Curler. Right? And so the name was Catchy, which is one of the reasons why I used to pull a lot too, because you had to have a catchy name. And so I had one. And so she was curious to know, well, can you live up to what your name means? And I said, shit, you ain't saying nothing but a word. That's a challenge to me. I don't back down from challenges, right? So this chick was, she was a MILF. You know, she was about, about 45 or whatnot at that time. You know, but she lived in Compton. And she lived right by the Compton courthouse. Right. Hold on, y'all got sidetracked. Right now, nigga, I see a homeless dude, right? This dude out here panhandling this shit. And he has a sign that says, Can you can you see this? Please drive safe. Homeless poor meter. <laughs> I ain't never seen nothing like that. Green light, let's mash on out. <laughs> All right. 
on with the story. So, you know, I'm spitting my game. I'm talking shit. I'm boasting. She's doing the same thing. And so, I was like, you know, let's make this do what it do. I was like, where you live at? She's like, I live in Compton by the courthouse. I'm like, all right. And see, Compton, in certain areas, Compton is is no joke. You don't want to go there. In those parts of Compton, and you got some good parts of Compton. Every city is like that, but you know you still got to be extra, extra careful. Though. But when it comes to dealing with these hoes, shit, you still got to be careful. Always strap up, always strap up. But anyway, so you know I'm going over to this chick's house and shit, and she definitely lived on the ghetto side, so you know a nigga's spidey sense was or a nigga's radar was like alright nigga, I ain't gonna, I'm not gonna put myself in no situation, I'm gonna feel like I'm gonna be in danger, and I actually told her that and she was like, no, you don't have to worry about it, you know, my people you know, they, we don't have none of that hanging out our building, I'm like, that's cool and all, but I still gotta get to these other niggas just to get to you and shit, right that's, that's the part I'm worried about <laughs> you know, but fortunately, nothing happened and I went over to this chick's house on a Saturday, right? I'll never forget it. It was on a Saturday. And she cooked the nigga dinner, right? Now, that's what the, you know, old women, you know, they want to be sugar mamas. You know, they want to cater to that young nigga. You know, and that's fine. That's what they're supposed to do. You know, so she cooked it. I don't remember, I don't remember what she cooked the nigga, but I know the shit was good. And so I came over there and I think one of her sons was over there and he knew what I was over there for. But but you know, he didn't want to trip because, you know, as his mother, you know, he got he got and he's supposed to protect his mama, but he like, come on now. He just like nigga, you know why I'm here, nigga. And so, you know, I ate dinner, she bought a nigga at 211. And it was cool. Sat down and ate dinner together and shit. You know, watched the food, TV. And, you know, I, you know what I was there for. I wanted to hurry up and get with the get down. I wanted to get the pussy in case it got away. You know what I mean? But so we migrated to her room later on, and we commenced to getting busy and shit. But for an old lady, man, she wasn't that bad looking. She was nice and petite. She had some big ass, big ass, like, I can't, some, like, man, I don't want to, she had some genie pepper titties, a little bit smaller than genie pepper, but, you know, nonetheless, she was good, you know, I was like, all right, she got a little something, something, and, uh, we're going to switch songs real quick, and, uh, so, you know, we go in there, I do what I do. Had to make her a believer and shit. But it was what she was, the way she was moving and shit, like when I was handling business. I mean, you know how some chicks, you know, how they grind with you or they move with you? Yeah, she was doing that too, but I guess I was hitting the spot. I was doing something. That bitch was, was just moving, moving, moving. I was like, she just wouldn't sit still, but... The bitch was exploding with cum. <laughs> yes, that bitch was super wet. So, you know, that was an instant turn on for me and shit. You know, and I proceeded to lay the wood, you know, did what I did. 
busy. Took a while to get my nut, but I got that nut. And you know, see, she knew what time it was. She knew that was only gonna be like a one-time thing and shit. And you know what? There's nothing wrong with one night stands, if you will. You do some shit one time. Cause you never know if it's good, you know, you do the shit again, right? See, we all been there. All of us have been there. And uh, for this one, you know, it was only a one-time thing. It's just because after a while, a nigga just didn't start feeling safe over in that area. You know, regardless of what she said, you know, my nigga sense was like, nah, I ain't safe over here and shit, you know. But then I ain't coming back over here. If we do link up, we're going to go somewhere else, right? But, you know, we did what we did. It was, it was good, it was different because this was a smaller chick, you know, and I'm not used to smaller chicks. But it was good nonetheless. You know, her sloppy toppy was average. You know, it wasn't like, oh, God damn, you know, she's some skin off a nigga. It wasn't like that. But, you know, it was average. At least she did it. You know, some chicks don't even, you know, they stay up. You know, they don't even go to that facility. But, you know, I made sure she got her nut because I was going to get mine regardless, you know. So then that was that story. But then I'm giving y'all a double dose just to make the end, this show a little bit more interesting and longer. I had another situation in Compton. And this was before the other Compton situation. Now this was a big this was a big girl. This one though I met off the party line though, which was the same shit, but this I was on the PL this time. And like I was saying on MK's podcast, how when you get on the PL or when you people that call the party line or that used to call, like I used to call, I don't have to call no more because I'm married happily, you know, but you used to go to CB and shit, right? And CB, that's when you, you know, that's when you go private conversations one-on-one. That's when you try to get a girl for one-on-one talk, right? And, you know, usually these chicks, you know, they'll be like, oh, I'm just looking, I ain't trying to fuck, I'm just looking to conversate, get to know somebody, you know, blah, 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 all that bullshit, which we all know as niggas, that is some bullshit. When a female say, oh, I'm just looking for conversation, I ain't trying to fuck. No, what she really saying is, I want to fuck, I just don't want to put it out there like that. You know, try to be conservative, which is cool, but you know, it's like it's, it's like keep it honest. I'd rather respect the female that's say, hey, look, I want some dick, and who gonna give it to me? You know, that's shit straight up. But then it's so I came across that one. She said basically the same thing, and I'm like, I bet you I can break the ice and shit. And so I did. You know, I I talked to her. And, you know, I got the character and shit and, you know, proceeded to ask the necessary questions, you know, that you're supposed to ask. And she was answering them. She let me know what she don't like. She was like, yeah, I like this. She like, I used to be mad. I was engaged. So this chick, she believed it. 
you know, like treating her nigga like a king. I'm talking about cooking for the nigga, drawing the nigga a bath and shit like that. You know, she really took care of her dude. That's what she told me. So I'm like, all right, we'll see. And so, first night I went to her house, you know, right, you know, I set my shit up a certain way. So I set it up a certain way of where it was established that I was fucking. And, uh, you know, I get over there. She cooked a nigga some food. She drew a nigga a hot bath and shit. She didn't get in there with me yet, but, you know, but just the fact, because I had never had nobody really do that. Shit, nigga, not even my ex-wife used to draw a nigga a bath. She was good, but she didn't draw a nigga a bath and shit. She would just get in there with me. <laughs> but, you know. But this chick, man, she has some big-ass H cup titties or whatnot. I mean, god damn. And she was a squirter too, nigga. So she served her purpose. You know, I messed around with her for, you know, a little bit. You know, not no years or something, but you know, like a few months. Because shit, nigga, I basically used this chick, nigga, just for her. Not only her services, you know, from a sexual standpoint, but nigga, I used her home, nigga, and she didn't mind. Because during this time, nigga was kind of homeless, nigga didn't have nowhere to go. This is when a nigga had first started working where I work now and shit. So it's like a nigga was, nigga was homeless straight up. But I always had some place to stay though. If it wasn't a room, I could always post up over at a bitch house. You know, nigga just had it like that. So if, I if I couldn't stay at that bitch house, go stay at another bitch house and so on and so forth. And this particular time, I was able to crash at her house for like a night or two, which was cool. Dicked her down real good, and she she just kept doing what she was doing. I kept doing to her what I was doing, and we both it was a win-win situation, right? But yeah, that bitch used to squirt, tear that bitch up with them big ass titties. Boy, goddamn, boy, I, I damn near used a half a jar of baby oil titty fucking her, nigga. Shit, y'all know how it is. Y'all know how it is when you want a titty fuck. You know what I'm saying? Spit, yeah, you can spit and all that shit. Nah, nigga, nah, you get that baby oil. Not no Vaseline, that's too hard. No, no, get that baby oil, nigga. Put that shit in between that cleavage, nigga. It just feel like it. It feel like another pussy, nigga. I'm telling you, y'all niggas know. <laughs> and if you don't, you better try it. It only work with big titties. You can't do that shit with raisinette titties. Nah, you can't do it. You can't do that shit. No. So you know, we did our thing, but her problem was, see, she started getting a little too clingy and shit. You know how. Females are when they get dicked down, they get their pussy ate real good, and they get clingy. And they want more and shit. So that's when the shit's like, ah, oh, you fucking up, bitch. You doing too much. But sorry for all the noise. Like I said, I'm in I'm in traffic. Out here in sunny California. Early. I'm on this 10 freeway. Into the house, but uh, yeah, man, that was it. So, man, you just gotta do what you gotta do with these women, man, because all these bitches want dick. All of them, they want attention and they want dick. And niggas, we can give it to them. We can give it to them. You just gotta establish the rules from the very beginning. You gotta be like, hey, look, I ain't trying to do this. I ain't trying to do that. And the female will hear you. She 
don't be listening. Like, it'd be cool in the beginning, but then if y'all mess around for a few months, then shit start getting like, you know, we doing this too much. I, you know, I love it. But then they start wanting more, and that just kills the whole shit. It does. It, it's like, ah, oh, man, you want this? It's like, ah. Oh. But, uh, yeah, that's that's about it, man. This, this is gonna be a short one and shit. I'm gonna come back with another episode a little bit later, though, and shit. Maybe later on this afternoon. But I'm gonna definitely talk about the shit. And I ain't even gonna talk about it. I'm gonna get back on that Machine Gun Kelly Eminem shit because Eminem came out with a diss track yesterday called Kickback. And I'm sure most of the world has heard it, but you know, there's still a few people that's oblivious to what's going on and shit. So what I'm gonna do later, when I come back with a new episode, nigga, I'm gonna play both songs. I'm gonna play the Machine Gun Kelly diss, Rap Devil, and I'm gonna play Eminem's response, Kickback. That way, y'all can judge, and y'all can see. I, I heard that shit Kickback yesterday. Ooh, I was like, oh, goddamn, that, it might be over. I hope it's not. I hope Machine Gun Kelly come back, keep the beef going. But, uh, but you know, that's, gonna, that's about it, man. We, these people, well, I ain't gonna say these people, but fuck it, go along with me. These people are giving me the go home cue right now. So, you know what that means? Get the, when a nigga get to go home, Q, that means it's time to wrap the shit up right off into the sunset. Just play, I'm looking for the ending song. There we go. So, so y'all know when y'all hear this song, that means we about to shut this shit down, wrap it up. But I want to thank y'all for tuning in for a few minutes. You know, Hope I was able to entertain y'all on your drive home, if you're slaving right now, if you're smoking, if you're drinking, whatever you're doing, you know, I just hope that I was able to entertain you for a little bit, and I appreciate y'all for allowing me to entertain y'all, even if it's just for a few minutes, like I said. But like I always say, this show is called Feeling the Breeze. You outside chilling, you know, you smoking, you drinking. Hell, you may even be getting your dick sucked. <laughs> but you chilling, you know, you chilling with your woman or your hoe or whoever. You know, and that wind is blowing. What you doing? You feeling that breeze. And this shit feel good. It's nice and cool. It's a nice day, evening, wherever it is. If it's the middle of the day now, if it's hot to the motherfucker, you ain't gonna really feel no wind. But y'all know what I mean. But that's what you, that's what you do when you when you chilling, you feeling that breeze. You just enjoy that shit. It's soothing, relaxing. You know what I mean? That's what we do. And on that note.
out here fucking these hoes. Strap up if you don't want your dick looking like a foot. I mean that shit. You don't want that shit. Protect yourself.